This is a download from News Talk 106 to 108. To download other programmes or for more information, go to newstalk.ie. Talking Books on News Talk 106 to 108. To describe his creative formula, the Welsh poet Dylan Thomas wrote, I make an image, though make is not the right word. I let perhaps an image be made emotionally in me, and then apply to it what intellectual and critical forces I possess. Let it breathe another, let that image contradict the first, make of the third image spread out of the other two together a fourth contradictory image, and let them all, within my imposed formal limits, conflict. Hello, good morning, and you're very welcome to Talking Books. I'm Susan Cahill. Has the poetry of Dylan Thomas been overshadowed by a popular myth of the man as a troublesome drunk and womaniser? On this week's show, award-winning Welsh poet Mena Elvin debunks some of the unhelpful myths surrounding the life and literary legacy of Dylan Thomas. And how invisible is the global shipping industry? Writer and journalist Rose George talks flags of convenience, noise pollution and international piracy in her fascinating new book, 90% of Everything, Inside Shipping, The Invisible Industry. This is a show about creativity and vulnerability, workspaces and globalisation, loneliness and the poetic mind. But first, resurrecting the memory of Welsh poet Dylan Thomas. On hearing of the death of Dylan Thomas in 1953, the esteemed British poet Philip Larkin said, Three poets have changed the face of poetry in the English language, and the youngest of them has died. Larkin was talking about T.S. Eliot, W.H. Auden and Dylan Thomas. Larkin later wrote, I think there is no man in England now who can stick words into us like pins, like he can. Dylan Thomas was born in Swansea, in 1914. His father was a schoolteacher and a poet who recited Shakespeare to his young son before he could read. Throughout his childhood, Dylan suffered terribly with asthma. He was pampered by his mother and spent most of his early years immersed in the transfixing worlds of Hopkins, Keats, Yeats and Lawrence. Or, as his biographer, Constantin Fitzgibbon remarked, in flamboyant idleness. By his early teens, Dylan Thomas was publishing works in school magazines and experimenting with words with their sound and rhythm and their possible multiple meanings. These early experiments would later shape Dylan's unique voice as a poet and writer. At just 19, Dylan left school and became a newspaper reporter. Within a year, he'd quit his job and announced to his friends and family that he was dedicating his life to poetry. Interestingly, It was this early period between 1932 and 1934 that Dylan Thomas composed over half the poems he published in his lifetime. His breakthrough came in 1934 when he published 18 poems. This was followed two years later by 25 poems. In 1937, Dylan met and married Caitlin McNamara, whose family came from Ireland. The marriage was turbulent and was marred by heavy drinking, numerous affairs on both sides and crippling poverty. In 1939, Dylan published The Map of Love, an outstanding and really beautiful collection of poems. This was followed 
by his most successful book, Deaths and Entrances, in 1946. Throughout World War II, Dylan worked for the BBC writing radio scripts and dramas to help pay the couple's escalating household bills. He said, I'm a freak user of words, not a poet. Dylan's popular poems include Do Not Go Gentle, Into That Good Night, Fern Hill, A Child's Christmas in Wales, Love in the Asylum, and Debt Shall Have No Dominion. Throughout his life, Dylan moved back and forth between London and Wales, a country which he had quite a conflictual relationship with. He died aged just 39 during an exhausting American lecture tour. The story put out at the time was that Dylan drank himself to death. Well, this one sees the 100th anniversary of the birth of Dylan Thomas. And to celebrate his centenary year, the British Council brought eminent Welsh poet Mena Elvin over to Dublin to take part in the Mountains to the Sea DLR Books Festival. Mena has been a lifelong advocate of the poetry of Dylan Thomas and says he himself didn't want his poetry to be regionalised, although his love of Wales is undeniable. He echoes what a lot of us feel, sometimes you love to hate Wales. Mena Elvin has published 13 collections of poetry, children's novels, as well as plays for television and radio. Her works have been translated into 18 languages and have received numerous awards, including the International Foreign Poetry Prize in 2009 in Sardinia. Mena is the Director of Creative Writing at the University of Wales and is also a columnist for the Western Mail. She was made Poet Laureate for the Children of Wales in 2002. When I met up with Mena, I asked her about the reputation of Dylan Thomas and has his reputation been somewhat tarnished by all the overplayed stories of his drinking and partying. I think he was a complex character and perhaps it's high time that we we looked at that complexity and understand the richness of that complexity. He was a Welsh poet who wrote in English at a time when perhaps he was surrounded when he went to West Wales, especially by Welsh language uh, poets and and the kind of aura that was deemed to be Welsh poetry. And so he was, in a sense, a Welsh poet writing in a tradition that wasn't given so much status at the time. But he was a craftsman. He really worked and worked on his poetry. And that's something that we have perhaps not given enough credit to him for. And Mena, do you think in some way, by being Welsh, that Dylan Thomas felt in some way that he was on the back foot, that he had to prove himself or work harder? Do you think he felt somewhat out on the periphery because he was Welsh? It's possible that Dylan did feel that his Welshness was in some way a hindrance to becoming accepted by the English language establishment of writers, at the beginning anyway. His father, of course, was a disappointed man in many ways. As a teacher, he had despised to becoming a writer himself and so I think he it gave Dylan lots of reasons for Dylan to be wanting to become that great poet mm-hmm. and I think he did move of course to places like London and moved around with them but he was ultimately Welsh and Swansea especially and West Wales did inspire him in a way that no other part of of Britain did or England. So there was a kind of Welsh consciousness there that was a part of his part of his writing really. And I suppose the beauty with Dylan Thomas is that we can't put him in a box. And when we talk about his life, his identity as a poet and his style, that he's not easily understood either. 
He was a very complex man. He was a complex man and he, he wrote complicated poetry and so often you hear people 